episode of Farewell Evangelion, the podcast where we go over the Neon Genesis series bit by bit. My name is Keith, going through for his last time, and as always, I'm joined by Peter. Hello! Who is going through for his first. We are back from our hiatus with our first episode in October to bring the series back going through the manga series. In this situation specifically, though, we're going through Angelic Days, also known as Girlfriend of Steel Seconds. Yep. I just want to say that being trapped in a basement for a month straight, I feel great now. Never felt better. Mental conditioning really works, kids. Here's good. Thank you. Yeah, it always works. It, it works. I feel great now. If I start to weep, just give me a cookie and I'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, this series is one of these spin-off manga series. Uh, Angelic Days is the name in English, but it's Girlfriend of Steel 2nd in Japanese because it's actually based on the video game Girlfriend of Steel. And sure. Ultimately, this whole part of the series is based off of, specifically, that dream sequence at the end of the Neon Genesis run where they're all school kids. Yeah, it's just you know, a slice, it's slice of life storyline more so than uh, trauma and robot battles. Yeah, so the synopsis is, enjoying the peaceful life of Tokyo 3, school student Shinji Akari spends the days with his close-knit group of friends, consisting of his pushy childhood friend Asuka, slackers Toji and Kensuke, the student president Hikari, and the elegant oddity Kaoru. However, the arrival of this bubbly transfer student, Rei Ayanami, shakes up the tri- uh, shakes up the group's status quo, causing a web of love triangles, crushes, and confessions. Yet the complex state of their relationship beco- uh, becomes the least of their worries when United Nations Agency never recruits them for experiments shrouded in mystery. Yep. So there's a couple words there that I want to touch on before we even get into this. Well, before we get into this, I also have to know. How old do you think your prediction was? I don't remember what my prediction was. Oh, fuck. My prediction was that we were done. <laughs> well, I was wrong. <laughs> it's okay. I, I trust you might get something next time. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, uh, ultimately we're covering this series. Uh, originally released between 2003 and 2004 in Japan. Uh, the English release was 2007 to 2008 specifically, though. So a bit of a time gap. Uh, it's a bit hard to find specifically this storyline just due to the nature of it kind of being a side story that didn't gain a lot of traction surprisingly because you think people would be all over the you know side story where everyone's having a grand old time except for Asuka. Asuka has it a bit rough early on. And then uh, obviously the artist of this one is Fumino Hayashi. Uh, so they want to handle most of the storyline for this one. Now a lot of people say this is not uh, official canon and everything but Anno's kind of been a lot of really loose with a lot of the what is official on the outskirts thing. The only reason this one is not official, quote-unquote, is because it wasn't pretty much published with writing credit to Anno or Sadamoto, who kind of have the final say on what fans accept as canon. But as we know from Rebuild, everything is loosely within canon because of the multiple timelines. And a lot of people actually believe this is, uh, in timeline-wise, directly after the anime Fair. Because the idea is that where Shinji was shown this timeline, when he resets the universe, he it's wants the to see one he tries to kind of make happen. Exactly, because he sees everyone is being happy in there. Yeah. Uh, and but you don't have to worry happy. about it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the timeline for this. It's its own setup story. You can just enjoy it. Honestly, arguing about whether or not something is canon is um, silly. It's enjoyable. What do you need more than that? Exactly. Can you imagine reading through just like manga that was just full of dickish people and very depressing. No, I want to read through this. This is happy. This makes me feel good. So, 
Can we go back to your synopsis of the series real quick? Because yeah. there was a word you used that, while accurate to this, is not accurate to any other form of Evangelion canon. Is it that bubbly I'm ex- Ray? Bubbly Ray, yeah. <laughs> Ray is absolutely bubbly in this series, and that feels fucking weird yeah. to me. Uh, the best part about this, too, is it's an interesting take on the aspect of Ray not having a lot of life experience as well. Now, obviously, they're hinting at there's something else, because, like, oh, how are you integrating into human life? They specifically say human life. Yeah. Uh... But the idea is that the reason she doesn't have life skills as presented is because she moves a lot. Yeah. She moves a lot. Like, they talk about it when they're taking that uh, home ec course, the cooking class. Yeah. And she says, oh, this is weird. I've never done this before. I usually transfer before I get a chance. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, she's also confused by Shinji's relationship with Gendo because... She's just like, I don't like him. We don't really talk that much as is. And then Ray just like all happily stands up and says, well, I'm all alone. Like, <laughs> good for you, Ray. There's a disconnect here. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm proud of you, kiddo. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, Yui's alive. Yui is alive. Chapter one. Yeah, so I suppose that's the best place to start. Oh um, yeah, and just read that we read the full volume one for this episode. Yeah. So this is chapters one through four. Yeah. So, start off with chapter one, uh, the transfer girl. Yeah. Uh, and in this episode, we, uh, follow Shinji through his day-to-day, not day-to-day life, uh, Shinji through a normal morning where he oversleeps, gets woken up by Asuka, who's telling him he's going to be late, and getting mad at him because he's gonna make her late, and he points out, you don't have to wait for me, and she's like, yes, I do, because if I don't, you're just absolutely not gonna make it to school. Um. Good to see he still has the name of your parents. Exactly. His parents... Don't seem to put any effort into it, and to the point where, like, after they leave, Yui turns to Gendo and was like, hey, did you tell Shinji about the thing? And Gendo's like, probably, and Yui's like, you didn't, did you? And Gendo's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> but what is that thing? We don't know, and we won't find out till chapter two. Yeah. Uh, but along the way to school, Shinji runs into, quite literally, the transfer girl. Well, before that, he also runs into Kensuke Toji, and- uh, sorry, Kensuke Toji, Kaoru and Ikari. Yeah. Uh, all of his other friends from class. Yeah. Uh, and they're making a comment on how he's going to be late for school. And it's like, you're at the same point <laughs> exactly. traveling the same direction. <laughs> Why is he specifically going to be late? <laughs> they're going to hold him outside until the bell goes. Yeah. Um, so, that's a fun little thing that happens. Uh, but yes, he runs into Rei. Uh... Ray accuses him of being a pervert because the way she falls, he can see her underwear. And yeah, this is like generic, like your standard anime stuff, uh, but like how a story like this would unfold. Love triangles, beeping comms, yeah. misunderstandings. Yeah, 100%. Uh, misunderstandings out the wazoo. Yeah. Because Shinji just tries to be friendly to Ray. Ray thinks Shinji's being a pervert. Asuka's mad at Ray for calling Shinji a pervert and then is mad at Shinji for being nice to Ray. And it's just a whole situation that happens. Uh, Toji, secretive in the background, dating yep. Akari, and then Kensuke, love triangle. Yeah. Just love triangle. That's his whole situation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Oh, also, Kaoru, uh, very clearly in love with Shinji. Oh, love with Shinji and sassy. Yeah. Sassy to everybody. Sassy to everyone, in love with Shinji. People come up, they're like, uh, like, Asuka yells at Shinji not to hang out with Kaoru because Kaoru's gonna turn him all weird. Uh... <laughs> Everyone, like every time Cameron talks, someone's like, "Man, I don't, I don't understand what's going on with you, but like, you do you, buddy." Yeah, but we also get the fun thing of like Cameron seems to know what's going on, 
and the way he's talking to people with that knowledge of the previous Neon Genesis storyline and the idea that he is aware of all these loops, it becomes very rare that he's just trying to enjoy this timeline that doesn't have everything trying to kill him. Yeah, for once he's found a timeline where it's not super high stakes and everyone's life is aligned, <laughs> and he's just like sitting back eating popcorn and enjoying his time. The highest stakes is this love triangle. Yeah. And he just wants to, like, throw his hat into the ring. And, like, yeah, there's both Rey and Asuka, well, not directly, are kind of fighting over Shinji. Kaira's like, but what if, Shinji, you and I had sweet, passionate love? I know you have no carnal feelings for me, Kaira, but, Shinji, we should fuck. <laughs> what if I just backdoor this relationship <laughs> yeah. while they're fighting over there? Yeah, they fight over there, and I just sneak in and scoop up the Shinji. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on with Kaira. I don't know, it's a good time. It's very silly and fun. Yeah, uh, Sato's the homeroom teacher. Yep. Uh, and in turn to this, the teacher, who was their teacher in the other runs, is now the principal. Yep. Um, and Reeds goes the school nurse. Also, she also works for Nerf, but just shows up occasionally to do school nurse stuff. Yeah. Uh, which leads to a very fun moment at the beginning of episode two, where Ritsuko starts talking about Nerf, or not episode, chapter two, where she starts talking about working at Nerf to Shinji, and she's like, your parents work at Nerf, right? Shinji's like, yep. She's like, I'm in love with your father. And Shinji's like, I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> what, what do you even, like, lead with that? It's like, I'm trying to skip all that plot development from, like, the first 17 episodes of the yeah. anime run, just so everyone's up to speed. Yeah, everyone needs to understand, I'm in love with your father. I'm not going to get a huge amount of screen time, so I need to front load my character development there as much as possible. There are six volumes of the storyline. We don't have time to go through this. No. I'm in love with your father. Also... It's weirder now, because in the past I was in love with him while he was a widower, and now I'm in love with him while he is a married man. And we'll just see how that works out for me. I'm putting all my chips on the table. We're going to see how this works Can out. Can you maybe put a good word in for me? You have a good relationship with your father, right? Yeah. yeah, talk to your father while your mother's not there, please, for me. Just ask him if he has a crush on anybody. Yeah. Ask him this letter. It's like, do you like me? Yes, no. Yeah, check yes or no. Also, it's not signed, so he's going to think you're the one asking him, which means he's going to check no. I need you to clarify he's not asking about you. Yeah, just return that to me afterwards. Yeah. We'll figure out our next plan, Shinji. Of course. You're on board with this, right, Shinji? <laughs> We're going to break up your home. You are a home wrecker in this situation with me. You are assisting me in wrecking the home. Just so if it goes south, we have someone to blame. Yeah. You. You're responsible for your parents' divorce. <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. Uh, then everyone starts discussing how they're going to get to Nerf, because apparently the entire class had these one-on-one -on -one meetings with Ritsuko. Except Hikari got done dirty again. Yeah, Hikari got done dirty. But hey, Kensuke! Everyone else got invited to Nerf, um, and they're all discussing how they're going to get there, and... For some reason they have to go in pairs. Yeah, they have to go in pairs for some reason. <laughs> uh, Asuka starts up the pairing up by offering to go with Shinji, so they can walk together after school, because they both have to go to the library anyways. Um, and... Shinji's on board with that plan. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, Rei finds out she has to go and needs to figure out how to get there. But she doesn't know how to get there, because she's new in town. She's a transfer student, remember? Yeah. Um, it doesn't work out well for her. The, the part that I find so stupid about this is, Asuka is there when Rei grabs Shinji and runs off. And you, you could have been there. <laughs> yeah. But she also fully blames Shinji for getting grabbed and dragged off. Granted, that's not different from normal Oscar. <laughs> Fuck you, Kensuke. You're being my jealousy fuel right now. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Uh, Ray grabs Shinji, drags him to the train. Asuka grabs Kensuke, drags him to a slightly later train. Uh, 
And then, like, Toji and Kaoru just, like, end up on the train together, having yeah. a good time, talking about boys. Yeah, they seem to actually have the best time out of the group. Yep. Uh, but also, one thing we kind of went over is Shinji has a dream of being a light. That looks oh, yeah. Like name of Gaian, which is Adam, as we know. Yeah. And then Kaoru recognizes this and says, oh no, it's beginning. Yes, he is aware of the loops, he sees the loops starting, recognizes trauma might be in the future. Yeah, and then it's also kind of implied that everyone else has these dreams as well around that time, and we see that Asuka also does have that dream. Yeah. We see that when Shinji has to wake her up later, and switches the roles, reverses them. Haha! Flip it up, back it up, reverse it, is that what the Marcy Elliott lyric was? I believe so. Cool. Yeah, uh, in this timeline, we get all six pilots together. Well, all five plus Kenskin. He's yeah. now a pilot this timeline. Fuck you. Although they don't know they're pilots. No. They, their understanding is that they are uh, performing an experiment for Nerv, where Nerv has... uh well, these... to test the effects of something. And, like, these are why, school students. Yeah, why are you testing the effects of something on junior high students? That's a questionable choice right there. Um, but yes, the way Nerv explains it is... They're inventing a new device to help people move around, uh, and they want to see what effects it has on the human body, which, yeah, why the fuck you testing that on children? That's fucked up, but whatever. Well, we already know the effect is they don't age. Yeah. Whether that's through death or magic. I mean, both technically count as you stop aging. Yeah. When you're dead, you will no longer age. That is my understanding of death. <laughs> that's why I long for it so much. I'm getting so old. Um, <laughs> anyways... So they go through their narrative experiment. Uh, Misato seems impressed with Kaoru's scores, although it's not made exactly clear why she's impressed. Yeah, she gets suspicious of him, but this is also kind of every time Kaoru shows up in any iteration, Misato is intensely suspicious of him. So. Yeah. Well, but she's been teaching him for at least a couple months now. But uh, she becomes suspicious once he gets associated with Nerev in this land. Yeah, although Rei is the one who has the best sync scores. Yes, Rei has the best sync scores, and they keep climbing and climbing, and everyone's impressed by that, except for Misato, who's like, Kaoru! And then they also do a check on him, and Kaji ends up showing, oh, just like the Marmaduke incident, <laughs> which doesn't exist so far in this one, I guess, but uh, he's like, oh yeah, he's got records going back, but no one remembers him. Yeah. So, nerve experiment completed. Everyone, but they are told, going forward for the foreseeable future, this is what you're doing. After school, you're coming here, you're strapping yourself into an entry plug. Well, it's not an entry plug, it's just a machine. You're Strapping yourself into a generic machine. And we're just gonna see what happens to child's bodies when exposed <laughs> to new technology. I don't know, I like the phrasing of that. Too bad, that's what's happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then chapter three. Chapter three is the cooking one, right? Yeah, this is the one where Shinji gets attacked with boiling water. Yes. So they have a cooking class. Uh, Ray shows up wearing some fucking whack-ass costume because she doesn't understand what she's supposed to wear for a cooking class. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, Shinji was, uh, like, getting ready to start cooking with Asuka. Asuka's still pissed at Shinji because of the Ray situation. Yeah, even makes him buy a shitload of McDonald's for her. Yeah. Uh, so, Shinji ends up fucking trying to work with Asuka. Asuka gets pissed at him, so Shinji ends up working with Ray. Uh, Asuka ends up working with no one, because she's not comfortable working <laughs> anymore. Like, be sad, like, no one can do anything on their own. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Asuka gets pissed off enough that she just hurls a pot of boiling water at Shinji. <laughs> Scalds up real fucking bad. The thing I love is, like, just how everyone around reacts to this. It's like, holy fuck! Yeah. 
Whereas everyone was like, oh, what, like, everyone would have been, like, hush-talking all that stuff in any other iteration. Everyone's, like, just bombastic, like, what the fuck was that, Oscar? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Oscar, what the fuck are you doing? You could have killed that man. Uh, and so, Shinji goes to see Darius Ritsuko. Again. Again. Uh, she informs him that he's not allowed to take a bath for a couple days because his body's covered in horrible scars now. For the rest of his life, he'll look just wrong. The thing I love is when he goes back to the classroom when Asuka's clearly having a moment, and Kairi's like, it's your fault, you gotta, like, fucking fix this. Yeah. And Shinji comes back, and it's like, aren't you upset? He's like, I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, do you regret what you've done, Asuka? And she's like, yeah, I, I guess I regret what I've done. It's like, then we're cool. I'm a man. We're supposed to get scalded. But women? Oh, the emotional scalding you guys go through is so much worse. That'll last for weeks. It's like, Shinji, you kind of sound like a misogynist right now, but okay. I guess clearly living with Gendo all this time has had an effect. Yes. Gendo is a present part of his life up until this point. It has rubbed off on him at least a little bit. Exactly. And it's funny because this ends up coming up during chapter 4 specifically. But it almost kind of feels like the big arc of this. But if you want to look at it in the story of the greater Evangelion thing... It's Kaoru trying to fix Asuka, is what it yeah. always comes off as. It seems like he's trying to make Asuka more open about her kind of feelings so that she doesn't push Shinji away like that. Yeah. And one thing that we do kind of get from Evangelion, which it's kind of been hinted at this point, is if you look at it from the loop theory aspect, every loop has after effects from the previous loop. So, in a way, characters do roll between loops. That's why it's just not a reset at zero every time. Yeah. So it could be looking at as if this is right after the original run, as okay, we suspect it is. Uh, well, then it's Asuka trying to overcome that trauma fully from that one to move forward into the remaining story. Yeah. Whereas Shinji already kind of had his realization moment, so this one's a little bit more well adjusted because of how everything got He's a little bit more open about what he wants and isn't pushing people away this time. Yeah. In fact, you can kind of see this as the pseudo split position of Shinji. Uh, after you know just his run, but before rebuild, he's like kind of like a transition point yeah. for how he acts. He's a bit more well adjusted. He's not quite as adjusted as rebuild should exactly. He's a misogynist. Yeah, he's a misogynist. He's a little bit of a monster, <laughs> and this is why if you go back to the theory of the things that are different between them are Kaoru tweaking with the elements. Kaoru realized Shinji had too no much. Backbone. Well, he had too much Gendo in his life. So, well, initially he assumed because it was about ten years since he had last seen uh, Gendo. Not enough Gendo in his life. Puts Gendo right up to the max. And he's like, oh, no, too far. Too <laughs> much Gendo. Down a little bit. Too much Gendo. Let's take it down. Let's say he's had about four years without Gendo recently. That might make him well enough adjusted. Exactly. Uh, which, you know what? Solid overcorrection there, Cameron. <laughs> hey, he got the numbers right, I guess. He dialed it in over time. <laughs> also, he's been here for longer than a volume without dying. So, yeah, good on him. Impressive, Kaoru. The longest living run of Kaoru so far. <laughs> He has existed both at the beginning and end of a volume. That's that's fucking top-notch cowrooing. No, that's not. That's actually terrible cowrooing. Cowrooing would be dying before the end of the volume. He's introduced <laughs> you show up to Shinji alone and die. Yeah, exactly. This is top-notch fucking gendoing, I guess. Shinji, listen to me. I need to tell you this before everything gets to the bad spot. I love you. This does not make sense, but I need to tell you this. Yeah. I know what's going to happen, and as soon as I say this, I'm going to die, and also I'm done with this loop, so I love you. <laughs> and for the love of God, don't create the Cronenberg universe. For the love of fucking God, Shinji. 
Also, if you could create a universe where, like, I'm a detective alongside Kaji. You haven't met Kaji yet, but when you meet Kaji, if you could make me and him detectives, and then, like, we hang out and solve crimes together, and, like, maybe you get involved in the detective agency, like, you're a client who wants our help, but then ends up working with us on the side at the same time. Like, that sounds like it'd be really dope. You should create that universe. That's fun. Yeah. Not this one, though. No. This is all about love triangles. Good old love triangles. Uh, as we find out specifically at the lunch scene with, uh, Voice, essentially. Yeah, and how people just keep pairing off for different... Yeah, Toji snuck off to have lunch with Akari because they're secretly dating. Yeah. As has been hinting at from the beginning. So it's good to see we're not seeing a reset on that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then Ketsuke just fucking comes out, like, it's. I think it's very clear that there's, like, something between Shinji and Asuka, and then Ketsuke's just like, I think I like Asuka. Yeah. And then Carol just fucking, no, no, you shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Kinsuke. We're fixing Asuka this run. You do not get involved. You do not ruin this for me. Little did we know he was actually wrong in that assessment. Yeah. Kensuke was the one who fixed Asuka. Kensuke was, in fact, the one who ends up fixing Asuka. But you can't blame Kaoru. He doesn't know how it's going to work out. He just has plans that may or may not work. Yeah, and then Kaoru kind of delivers the the message of Neon Genesis, in a sense, which is part of it is the concept of moving on. Things change. Yeah. You'd be able to move past those things and remember them fondly, but not fixate on them to the point yeah. that it stops all growth. Don't let it be who you are. Yeah. He's like, oh, all these friends are going off because to have that connection so strong with someone else, you do have to disassemble with other people, is what he's getting at. So that's why them getting romantically involved means they're not going to be there for you as much as they have in the past because they have other priorities. Yeah. You're no longer their special little boy. Yeah. <laughs> but you can be my special little boy. So, Shinji, come back to my cabin in the middle of the woods. There's no one around for miles. We can do whatever we want. Like Pilot Evangelion. Yeah. Asuka won't find you. Let's <laughs> give him the slightly more threatening aspect. No, it's just like... He it doesn't can be either like, he's like, Asuka will never find you, or like, trust me, you'll be safe here. Asuka will never find you. Yeah, it's the second one. That's <laughs> what he's trying to say. But it's written in text, so it's hard to tell exactly what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get like a bunch of Kaoru monologuing stuff here at the end. Yeah. It really sets up that he knows what's going on, and we get the implications through uh, what we get from Kaji and the conversation with Ritsuko and Sandra, obviously. And then the implication of Asuka needs to be able to show her emotions or kind of like, she'll never grow. Exactly. She needs to grow up, be a big girl, tell Shinji how she feels. And then stab him in the heart so he can't respond. I thought it was stuff again, like just joke him to death. Yeah, that can work too. Get him back, friend of Evangelion. Exactly. I just assumed she's going to stab him in the heart because she made a reference to being stabbed in the heart in, I think it was chapter 3. I think she's being dramatic about her love life. Oh yeah, I know she wasn't literally stabbed in the heart, (laughs) but I would not put it past Asuka to make a metaphor of, I've been metaphorically stabbed in the heart, and the only way to redeem that is to literally stab you in the heart. (laughs) I've read Aishiji, that doesn't seem right. (laughs) <laughs> I've physical eye for a metaphorical eye, Shinji. That's not fair, Asuka. <laughs> this transition of a currency does not seem kind of like fair at all. <laughs> this bartering system needs some adjustments. <laughs> for the love of God, Asuka, please. Rebalance your system. Well, yeah, that kind of finishes up the story of uh, the first volume of Angelic Days. Yeah. So, what'd you think? I don't know why I'm asking you that, but what'd you think? <laughs> Uh, so I did read Angelic Days before, but it was back when, like, close to when it first came out, so that like, probably 2005, I read an online, uh, subbing of it, English sub. Uh, so, I don't know what the official ones are, because I also didn't read the official one, 
don't tell anybody, but I didn't read the official one this time. I didn't read the official one this time either. I couldn't track down the official one of Yeah, it's just nowhere, and that's the problem with this one. Uh, it's a really good storyline. I highly recommend anyone who likes Neon Genesis to go through because it very much is still Neon Genesis, but with kind of like a fresh coat of paint compared yeah. to the other ones where it's not trying to rehash and adjust the story. Uh, not to say rebuild is just a rehash of the original, it does take story in its own way, but it's pretty much drawing that direct connection to the beginning of Neon Genesis with the first movie and then transition it to its own thing. Yeah. But this one feels confident enough to just start off straight as its own thing. Yeah, it just does its own thing right from the beginning. It's familiar characters in relatively unfamiliar situations. Exactly. Which is always fun. It's taking characters you know and love and seeing what happens when you put them into a different context. Yeah. Uh, and also at the same time, it doesn't feel like a lot of the characters have a total reset from the last time because most people would have seen either the original manga run or the anime run first. That's yeah. how it is. Everyone gets good producing for those. Although, once Rebuild started, a lot of people started getting it into that one. This series itself doesn't feel like it's fully reset the characters and they still have at least a partial uh, movement forward from where they started in previous iterations. Which yeah, they really don't... Nice. They don't feel like they start fully broken, which is helpful because... Most of the characters' starting points was not wanting to interact with a single other character, which would make it really hard to do this type of story, but it feels, as you said, and I fully agree, it's a very nice twist on a familiar story, so it's taking the Evangelion story, but it's telling it in a way that it feels fresh and new and interesting to read. Not that the others weren't interesting to read, it's just, this gives you something where it, it I've had a lot of trauma over the past year of doing this podcast. <laughs> it's nice to have one that seems to be a little bit lighter on the trauma. Yeah, and that's, I think, one of the refreshing things about Neon Genesis as a whole as well, that the transition from, you know, the original run to this, uh, and even to other ones, there's so many different versions of Evangelion that the story's never really going to match up outside of, there's the three, four ones, which I mentioned before. There's the anime, the rebuild episode of Auto Manga Run. Yeah. They're very much the same story, but you get different side of characters. Like, the manga kind of gives us the most we get from Kaji and Kaoru. Rebuild is kind of the Gendo uh, answers, as well as having the payoff different storylines. And then, obviously, the original run is very much focused on Rei, Asuka, and Shinji. And through all those, there's not really a, a connection that's a focus. But in this one, you feel right off the bat that very much the connection between these friends yes. is very much at the heart of the story. 100%. And we just hope that these friends are still friends when the six volumes are over. We'll have to see how the love triangles go. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll turn into love squares or love pentagons. How many friends are there? Six? Eight? Eight? A love octagon. Love octagon! Eight people enter, two people leave, and then two more people leave, and they leave in pairs like that until no one's left inside the octagon. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the question is, do you have any questions about this so far? Just like, why'd you hide this from me for so long? <laughs> I'm having a good time, man. To be fair, I think... I think I wouldn't be having as good of a time yeah. if I didn't have the basis. Exactly. I, I think it's, you know, when you do... You know, university classes, right? You gotta take, you know, English 1 before English 2 to fully grasp what's going on in the Northern <laughs> I'm sorry, but I love the analogy that 
doing this podcast is like taking a full four-year course on Evangelion 3 University. Are you sure it's not, like, though? Evangelion 101 was just Neon Genesis. Evangelion 102 is death and rebirth and all that. End of Evangelion. And then 103, oh boy, we're getting into rebuilds. And now we're finally at 201. Here, look back <laughs> to everything we've done over this year. You tell me that's not what we've been doing. I'll tell you what it... Uh, I'm tired. That's <laughs> what I'm feeling right now. Well, with that, I guess we will wrap up this episode. So, we are back from hiatus, as we mentioned before. So, episode's now coming back out every Wednesday as we continue through the Angelic Days storyline. So, if you'd like to message us, you can email us at whatismypodcastabout at gmail.com. We also upload every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube. Like, favorite, subscribe, share it with a friend, write a review. Word of mouth definitely helps passing this on to other people. We also have the Instagram page where we updo- upload everything on a daily basis, except for weekends and we do polls. Uh, we will now be moved back to full release schedule, where over the hiatus we're kind of sporadically releasing just little bits of tidbit here and there. But now it's back, as we are back. We're back, baby! And as always, Peter, what can we expect next time on Neon Genesis Angelic Days? So next time on Neon Genesis Angelic Days, Kauru is going to invite Shinji back to his cabin in the woods. They're going to go to Poundtown, but we're going to cut away and focus on what's going on between Asuka and Rei, where both blame the other one for the reason that Shinji's currently missing. And of course, there will be plenty of fans service. Yeah, it's happening in that cabin.